Welcome back to the Five in the Back podcast. This episode, we're going to be rounding up this week's Premier League fixtures, giving our man of the match and coming up with a player of the game with everyone. Yeah, I think it's been a bit of a weird week for the Premier League. There's been quite a few shock results, uh, some good games, but there's also been some very sort of uninteresting, mundane games. Definitely. I think the two games that really stand out for me have got to be Spurs 2 City nil and Liverpool 3 Leicester nil. Yeah, I think in that Spurs City game, Coming into the season, you would have thought City, probably title contenders at least. But oh, the 100%. fact that Spurs are going out beating City 2-0. To go top of the league as well, it's just incredible. I know, Mourinho's doing such a good job there. Taking them from 14th when he took over to first now. Yeah, Jose against Pep, classic rivalry. Mourinho triumph this time. Absolute masterclass. But anyway, yeah. let's get into it. Okay, so the first game... Is Newcastle nil, Chelsea two. I think it's a pretty solid game here from Chelsea. I think they probably should be beating Newcastle 2 0. Nothing shocking here. But I think our main takeaway from this game is how brilliant we were in defence. Since the transfer window, especially getting the signing of Edouard Mendy, we've been brilliant at the back. And I think it just shows that um, seven clean sheets out of nine games for Mendy. He really has transformed Chelsea from being the side that will attack, 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 and hopefully score more than the side that can re- to the side that can rely on their defence with players like Thiago Silva and Ben Chilwell. Yeah, I don't think you've had a goalie perform as consistently as Mendy since your sixteen seventeen title winning campaign with Thibaut Courtois. Um, he's played really well so far, and he was arguably an option for man of the match. But I don't think either of us went for him, did we? I didn't. No, neither did I. So who did you go for? Uh, I went for, not a defensive um, player, I went for Tammy Abraham. Okay. He's been pretty solid this season, hasn't been getting too many starts, but when he has, he's seemed to score. Especially in the Champions League as well, he's been doing brilliantly for Chelsea. I think a lot of people coming into this season, they thought they wouldn't see much of Tammy. Um, but he really has shown his quality. See, controversially, I don't rate Tammy Abraham at all. I think he's completely overrated. And I think if he wasn't an academy product product at Chelsea, he'd be playing for a mid-table club at best. But at the same time, he is scoring goals, so I have to hand it to him. He is doing his job. Mm-hmm. But for me, my man of the match was Ben Chilwell. Yep, I think that's a great shout. Chilwell this season, he's been brilliant. Seeing he wasn't great in that Leicester side post-lockdown, but he's really proven at Chelsea. He's been getting those numbers, getting the assists, getting a couple of goals in there as well. He's been brilliant and a staple in a lot of fancy league sides, including yours, I believe. Yep, he's got me a lot of points this season. Another player who's got me a lot of points is Jack Grealish, who played for Villa. Now, Villa actually came from a shock result against Brighton. They lost 2-1, which was completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. I think Villa, a lot of people came into this game thinking that they would win it. It's such quality players this season, such as Ollie Watkins and Jack Grealish doing the business. I think it's a disappointing result for them. I think they will get past it. Um, but it's a good result for Brighton, and I have gone for a Brighton player for my man of the match. So have I. I went for Adam Lallana. Mm-hmm. I think he got an assist, and I think his role in that creative midfield, he's quite free to do what he wants. Um, and he's thrived under Graham Potter in their in their free-flowing kind of total football that they're playing. Um, yeah, I think Graham Potter has to be praised for his Brighton job, because definitely. to play such attacking football... Uh, with, well, a side with not one of the best teams, you know, especially coming from Chris Hewton, who's a very defensive manager, 
and I have gone for an attacker. An attacker that I didn't actually realise played for Brighton. Danny Welbeck. It was a shock to see him get on the score sheet, to be honest. It was a, it was a pleasant surprise. I do like Welbeck. And uh, it's good to see him playing Premier League football. It is. And I think just a word there on Graham Potter. He's such an inexperienced manager. You know, he had a year at Swansea. Before that, he had quite a few years at Bosch, just as an account at Sweden. He was very successful there. But he's young, English, inexperienced. And I think there's big things ahead of him. Yeah, I think he's a quality manager. And speaking of quality managers, Jose Mourinho with a masterclass 2-0 victory over Man City. Well, Pep Guardiola as well is another quality manager, let's not forget. Oh yeah, of course. But he was completely outclassed by Mourinho this week. You know, City controlled possession, they controlled the game, but Mourinho did what Mourinho does best, grinding out the win. Mm, barely any shots, spent the whole time with City attacking them. But the things about City attack this season... They need an informal Aguero. They're just not doing it up front right now. They do. Their attack isn't as scary as it was two, three years ago. Mm. And I think that's a problem for them. Yeah, and I think on paper, City are one of the best sides in the league, without a doubt. In the world, even. Yep. But the thing is, it's that on paper. They need to do it on the pitch. They need to get that morale up. Uh, and I think they need a captain. After, after the loss of Vincent Company, they yeah. haven't really had that captain figure. I agree. They haven't got that leader. Um, and that's something they should look for in the next few years, is someone who can come through mm. and control that team. I think Fernandinho could have stepped into that role. He's an experienced player, uh, playing a lot of different positions recently, being a centre-back. Um, but I don't think he's really stepped up too much. Um, I think the signing of Nathan Ake could be a good shout for captaincy in a few years. But maybe. I think they need a leader. Maybe, maybe. Who do you go for as your man of the match? I think it's... Quite an obvious choice, but we'll see who you go for. Yeah, obviously I've gone for Hyunmin Son. He's been brilliant this season. And with a lovely performance against City, his goal was so well taken, it was brilliant. I also went for Son. I don't think there's really any other option. You could have maybe had an argument for Harry Kane with the assist. But the two of them have just formed an excellent partnership this season. And yeah, Son man of the match. How many times have we seen that? A Son goal, Kane assist. Yeah, it's been amazing. I know, they've been brilliant together this season. Now, on to a more boring game, some yeah. would say. You, uh, Manchester United won West Brom nil. Bit of a relegation dogfight, perhaps, this game. <laughs> uh, well, it's the battle of the two worst managers in the league. Oh, wow, that's, that's a bold claim. Yeah, a bit controversial there, but I think for United, coming off that good win against Everton, they had a chance to really get some momentum up here. They did get that three points. But I really think they should be scoring more against West Brom. Oh, 100%. They should really have been winning this game 2-3-4-0. But they didn't. They scraped 1-0 win. It was a penalty. As usual with United, it was a penalty. Mm -hmm. And really, there were questions over whether they should have even had that penalty in the first place, for one. Questions over whether it should have stood for two, seeing as Bruno actually missed it in the first place. Yeah. And also questions over whether West Brom should have had a penalty. So really... They got very, very lucky in this game. And it could have easily been an embarrassing result. Mm, I think it's just a matter of time before West Brom get a win. Because, I don't think it's a big club, of course. But we've seen them losing 1-0 to Spurs in that game where they really were massive underdogs against a strong Spurs side. Yeah. To only lose 1-0 to Spurs and then United not long after. I think West Brom, 
Due a shock result. I think over the course of the season they will be able to grind out results, you know, nil nil and one nils. Mm-hmm. And I think they I will struggle to stay up if it did happen. Yeah, I think I, I do think they'll be going down, but I think they'll definitely go down fighting. Yeah. So who's your man of the match for this game? Um for my man of the match this game, I've gone for Aaron Wambasaka. I think he was probably one of the most solid players on the pitch. And in games like this where it's a scrappy result, you just gotta ask the players that will do their job do their job right and I think that's what Wambasak has done in this game he's taken control over that back line and he's done well yeah I think for me I went with Bruno Fernandes you know he scored the penalty at the second time of trying and score but never said that one before yeah um, but to be honest you know all 22 players on the pitch were quite disappointing and Really, there wasn't any standout contender, so I've given it yeah. to Bruno, but it could have been anyone else. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a brilliant performance from any player in this game, but a player who does did have a brilliant performance this week was Dominic Calvert-Lewin of mm. Everton. Two goals, a great performance. He's been amazing this season. Easily my man of the match in this game. But I think a shout has to be made for Fulham here. I think a lot of people thought they'd be going down without a fight, but to to get two goals against a strong Everton side, I think it's been quite good for for Fulham recently. Yeah, I said all along. I think Fulham are going to stay up this season, just about, and I could. I think they could have fancied themselves for a result in this game. You know, Everton coming off the back of three losses in a row, um, and they did have an, they did have an opportunity to make it three all with a missed penalty, um, and I think they would have been satisfied with that draw. But in the end, they didn't win. So I went with an Everton player for my man of the match. I went for Luca Dinier. Mm. He got two assists. He played well at the back. And yeah, very good performance all round. Yeah, I think Dinier is one of those players that he either does really well in a game or he sort of disappears. I think this was definitely one of those games where he did the job and he did the job very well. Definitely. Right, so next up, we have Sheffield United nil, West Ham 1. I've put this game down as probably the most boring one of the week. Uh, I, I would have given that to Burnley 1 Palace nil, but yeah. they were both abysmal matches, let's be honest. Yeah, I, d- I doubt they've got many watchers here, but I've I've gone for my player of the match as Sebastian Haller. Did manage to get a very good goal. Um, and I think, you know, in a strong West Ham side this season, a lot of people thought they'd be maybe even in a relegation scrap. Um, but yeah. I really think Haller had a good game. I think he can build on this and get some confidence. Yeah, I also gave the man of the match to Haller. Very well taken goal. Um, a nice finish. And I think he could, if he can build on this, grab a few more goals. And it could be a good start for West Ham for the season. Yeah, but I mean, on the topic of Sheffield United, what's been going on this season? They've been so poor. You know, they've been unlucky with a few crucial injuries. But really, it's second, sin- second season syndrome, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it just shows that you can't run a team of championship players off pure motivation in the Premier League. Last season, Chris Wilder's men, they did very well. But this season, not been going as well. Bottom of the league, relegation favourites, you know. I think it could be Sheffield United's time to go back down to the championship. And it would be disappointing for me because I enjoyed watching Sheffield United quite a lot last season. John Lundstrom, the man, the myth, the legend. Um... But yeah, I don't think they're going to stay up this season. Neither do I. But a team that I do think will stay up is Leeds United. They ground out a very good result for them, a 0-0 draw against Arsenal. And they could have easily won it, to be mm. honest. They hit the post three times, you know. 
There were a lot of saves made by Leno, who was my man of the match, by the way. Yeah, I think he's the main reason that Leeds didn't win this game. Definitely. Yeah, Leno's my man of the match as well. Four saves, he was a rock at the back for Arsenal. And I think he was a bit of a motivator as well. You know, when Leeds were on the attack, when they were doing well, when it looked like they were going to get that goal, he was the one that stepped up and he made those saves. And I think he could even be a shout for captain material at Arsenal soon. Uh, I know Aubameyang's their captain right now, but I think he's a quality player. I agree. Um, Liverpool 3, Leicester nil was the next game. Mm-hmm. You know, a very big win for Klopp's side. Um, a lot of people came into the game thinking maybe this could be the day that Liverpool's Anfield unbeaten run could come to an end. But nonetheless, Liverpool ground out a result. They won 3-0. It was an incredible game mm-hmm. from their How- point of view anyway. How many times in the last two years have we seen Liverpool grind out a result in tough conditions? Klopp has been brilliant. Definitely. Coming into this game after a shocking international break, so many injuries to both sides. I think, to be honest, both sides would have been happy for a loss here. I don't think there would have been too many complaints if Liverpool did lose that home uh, unbeaten run here. But they did get that win. I think it's, a, it's an ode to Liverpool's brilliant seasons. Uh, and I've given my man of the match to James Milner. Ooh. He seems to be playing every position uh, recently, and he's been brilliant. Those two assists, well taken, well played. He's a solid player, and he's reliable as well. He's just the player that Klopp needs in this time. I went for a new signing at Liverpool, Diogo Jota. You know, he scores again. He scored so many goals for Liverpool this season. He's been such a good signing, came from Wolves. Yeah, he's got my man of the match again this week. I wasn't too convinced about Jota coming into this season, though. I think... I wasn't... I didn't think he was Liverpool quality, to be honest. And he has proved me wrong a hundred times over. He's pushed Firmino out of the side. And, yeah, I think there's only space for the young Portuguese man to grow here. He's played on the left wing, on the right wing. He's played at centre-forward. He can play anywhere across that front three. Mm -hmm. And he's such a useful player. Jurgen Klopp yeah. and he proved it again this, this match yeah and he brings that versatility to the side as well when there are injuries like this he can step up and he's clearly doing that and getting the goals the next game was such a boring game you know championship quality through and through yeah Burnley won Palace nil defending galore and to be honest it was a tough call here for my player of the match though Chris Wood and Nick Pope but I'm going to give it to Nick Pope Five saves, and he kept Burnley ahead. He's had a brilliant few weeks, and I think, well, as we as we spoke about in the England episode recently, he's got to be a shout for goalkeeper. And, um, yeah, I think he's had a brilliant performance here, and he's kept Burnley in the lead. I also gave it to Nick Pope. Um, yeah, Chris Wood was the other option, but I think Nick Pope played yeah. amazingly at the back, <coughs> as he has done for the last few weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not Not too much to say about this game here. Next up, we have Wolves 1, Southampton 1. My club. Um, I was actually fairly disappointed with this result as a Southampton fan, you know. I came into it thinking we could win this game, and we went 1-0 up, and we controlled the first half. We really should have been 2-0 up at least at the end of the first half, but it was 0-0 uh, going into half-time. And then we managed to get that goal early on in the second half from Theo Walcott. But then it just started to go downhill for us, you know. There were a couple of missed opportunities where we could have put the game to bed. And then Wolves took advantage of that, and later on they equalised. Yeah, I think I think it was just that laziness. I thought you got the goal, and you thought you could just give up, and you'd, you'd coast to the win. 
But one man who I thought didn't give up through that entire game was Che Adams. He was constantly working hard, constantly running back, running forward. He was all over the pitch and was and was rewarded for such a solid performance with a good assist. Yeah, I think Theo Walcott did get the goal, but I think he didn't play that well in the game. You know, it shows how we're missing Danny Ings since his injury. If we had Danny Ings, we would have scored two, three goals that game, and we would have put the game to bed. For me, my man of the match was Alex McCarthy. He made a lot of saves in the game, and really, without him, Wolves would have would have won. Mm-hmm. I think it was a solid game overall. Um, definitely more interesting than the last game. But anyway, who have you got for your player of the week? So overall, my player of the week, I went with Diogo Jota. I think he also got the goal, and his all-round performance was just incredible. And to come into that Liverpool side, replace Mo Salah, arguably one of the best players in the league or in the world. Mm. And he stepped up to the plate. I've gone for Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Another man that just can't stop scoring. He's been brilliant. He's been so good all season. And to be honest, last season I did not rate Calvert-Lewin at all. I thought he was very similar to Timo Werner. Not the best player in the world. He was an average player. But this season he's proved me wrong a hundred times over. He's been brilliant. I mean, I'm not completely convinced by him still. I think if he can carry his form on throughout the season and into next season... Then I'll finally accept him as a class player. But from what yeah. I've seen of him over the past few years, he's been, quite frankly, terrible. And it could just be a purple patch of form for him and it could drop off. Yeah, I do agree with you there. We haven't seen enough Definitely. from him so far. But I think in this game week, those two goals, he was the standout player for me. Okay. Well, I think that's about it for this this episode, do you not? Yeah, I think we'll wrap it up here. Perfect. Thank you for listening. See ya.